My sermon title today comes, of course, from the Spirit of God, but from the bottom of my heart. I've never preached on this subject matter before. I don't know what to do. That's the name of the sermon. Have you ever been in a place where you've made that prayer? I don't know what to do. The Bible is full of powerful prayers that exhibit unbridled faith for the purpose of bringing down heaven as it pertains to destiny, determination, and divine designations. The, the Bible is full of very powerful prayers that inspire us. It demonstrates audacious faith, courage, determination, wherewithal, resilience. Moses prayed, show me your glory. Caleb declared, give me my mountain. Jabez prayed, bless me indeed, enlarge my territory. Hezekiah prayed, add years of life. Yet there is a prayer in scripture that demonstrates vulnerability. There is a prayer in scripture that comes not out of your strongest hour, but out of your weakest moment. There is a prayer in scripture that exposes to the throne room of grace, your weakness. There is, a throne, there is a prayer in scripture that requires you with great due deference to our current reality that requires you to remove the mask and be the real you before God. There is that prayer. There was a man named Jehoshaphat. He was the king of Judah, the people of God. There came a moment where he found himself surrounded by all of the enemies, and I mean all of them, at the same time. He's completely surrounded, and Jehoshaphat, 2 Chronicles chapter 20, verse 12, makes one of the most unbelievably powerful prayers in all of Scripture. It wasn't, show me your glory. It wasn't, give me my mountain. It wasn't, enlarge my territory. It was this. I have no idea what to do. I don't know what to do, but you do. I don't know what to do, but God. Have you ever been at a moment in your life where you had no idea what to do and you cried out to God and said, I have no idea, but you do. If you've been there, raise your hand. If you've been there on more than one occasion, raise both hands. If you've been there recently, raise both hands and a foot. I don't know what to do. That prayer from Jehoshaphat in the past couple of weeks, and I'm being very transparent here, in the last couple of weeks with the challenges as a pastor, as, as a minister, in all that we do on various platforms for the glory of Christ as it pertains to our calling and our purpose on this planet, as a father, as a son, I saw this COVID pandemic impact my family, and, and it impacted my family directly, and, and, and even family members that are far away, and family members nearby, and it became so personal, and I saw this, and then I saw the other subsequent tangential melees coming out of the womb of darkness. Y'all need to understand something. If anybody tells you that COVID is of God, y'all need to rebuke him in the name of Jesus. Because it is not of God. It's a destructive force. It's a disruptive force. And everything else that's happening around, I, again, let me repeat it. I don't think it's a coincidence. 
that, that in 2020 we have this crazy pandemic that we haven't seen since the Spanish flu since 1917 and 1918. I don't think it's a coincidence that we see so much strife and groups fighting each other and, and so many devils and demons arising. What in the world does the devil know that he's trying to prevent on the other side of this? Why is all of hell unleashed at the same time in 2020? Could it be that we're about to see the power of Jesus demonstrated on this planet like never before? Could it be that we're about to see a revival? Could it be that the glory of the risen Christ is about to fill the earth? Could it be that nations will be filled with the glory of the risen Christ? How about this? Could it be that I don't care what governor, what president will dare to say churches can't meet and people can't pray? Could it be that people are going to line up to pray in the streets and pray in the byways and pray in the highways? Could it be that if they tell me I can't even pray with my family at home, guess what? I'm going to come out of my house and I'm going to pray with believers in the name of Jesus and I'm going to declare the righteousness of God. Could it be that the enemy knows that God's about to show off his glory? There's a reason for this madness. I found myself like Jehoshaphat and I was in my car and I was driving. I, I had to just get away and drive and I'm hearing news and and the news is coming in, and, and some of it even from far away, very tragic and very personal, and, and tragic would be the word. And I'm in my car, and, and I made that prayer. And Pastor Sam Rodriguez, Sam Rodriguez, just Sam. Just Sam, no titles, just Sam. Just Sam Rodriguez and God. And I'm, I'm all alone, and I literally, on, on that boulevard, God, I don't know what to do. I just don't. I don't know what to do. It's been a very, I'm not, it's not about arrogance or, or the lack of humility. Because I've, 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 I've grown in this and I've seen God so much. That statement has not come out of my mouth a lot. But on this rare occasion, it came out and it was loud. And it came from a broken heart. And it came from a spirit that was in a fetal position going, God, I don't know what to do. Here's what I discovered. I discovered that when I don't know, he knows. I discovered that when you show God your vulnerability, he will show you his victory. Let me repeat that. When you show God your vulnerability, he shows you his victory. When, when, you, when you show, when you confess your weakness, he will inject his strength. Oh, man. Let me repeat that. When you confess your weakness, he will inject his strength. So I'm just in my Jeep praying, going, God, I don't know what to do. All of a sudden, the Spirit of God filled me. And I was taken to Psalm 121 when the psalmist was in a similar predicament. And he said the similar thing. And all of a sudden, whoo, everything changed. The psalmist said, I look up to the mountains. Where does my help come from? All of a sudden, the Holy Spirit fills a psalmist. And, and I was filled in my Jeep. I was in my Jeep Wrangler Rubicon. 
the recon class and I'm going down and Sam Rodriguez is jacked up which meant I was just broken inside and I'm a pastor of a church as a father I was broken as a son I was broken as a pastor I'm going to shutting down the church and my, my people need to be fed and I love them and I'm broken and all of a sudden I go God where does my help come from and the same spirit of God that filled the psalmist filled me in that Jeep and I heard the Lord said my help comes from the Lord who made heaven and made the earth. Samuel, let me remind you, he will not let you stumble. The one who watches over you will not slumber. Indeed, he who watches over Israel never slumbers or sleeps. The Lord himself will watch over you. The Lord stands beside you as your protective shade. The sun will not harm you by day, nor the moon at night. The Lord keeps you from all harm and watches over your life. That's what the Spirit of God filled me. That's not just for Samuel Rodriguez. That's for you. You're saying, that's for you right now. You're saying, God, I don't know what to do. But God says, but I do. And the fact that you said, like Pastor Elijah referenced, that you don't know what to do, you just invited me to show up. You just invited invited me to show up and I'm not just going to show up I'm not going to be a spectator I'm going to take over your circumstance I'm going to fill your life I'm going to protect you I am your covering so when you don't know what to do tell God you don't know what to do but he does And when you don't know what to do look up and acknowledge and receive the fact that he is your covering when you don't know what to do when the circumstances around you are more than precarious, repeat the words of the prophet. The minor prophet Habakkuk in the third chapter said something very powerful. Here's, this is what he said. He looked around and said, even though the fig trees have no blossoms and there are no grapes on the vines, and even though the olive crop has failed and the fields lie empty and barren, and even though, even though the flocks die and the cattle barns are empty, yet I will rejoice in the Lord. Yet I will be joyful in the God of my salvation. When you don't know what to do, do the opposite of what your flesh is telling you to do. The prophet said everything around me is broken, barren, dying. Everything around me is bad news. Yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I need you to do the opposite of what your circumstance is telling you to do. I need you to do the opposite of what your problem is telling you to do. I need you to do the opposite of what the medical report is telling you to do. I need you to do the opposite of what the news report is telling you to do. I need you to open up your mouth and rejoice in the Lord. I need you to lift up your hands and acknowledge that God is on your side. Give God your best praise give God your best worship acknowledge him recognize him honor him when you don't know what to do what should you do here it is this is what he did when you don't know what to do you not only acknowledge the fact that he's your covering you not only rejoice in the God of your salvation let me tell you what Jehoshaphat did he had no idea what to do next but that's what the Bible says he asked God for guidance, verse 3, 2 Chronicles 20, verse 3, and he ordered everyone in Judah to start fasting. Oh, oh, when you don't know what to do, you tell God, I don't know what to do, but you get the people around you to start praying and fasting with you. Oh, let me repeat that. That's why you got to surround yourself with people that know how to bring heaven down.
Let me reiterate that. You have to surround yourself with people, not people that know how to lift up drama, but people that know how to unleash destiny. You need to stop surrounding yourself with drama people, and you need to surround yourself with destiny people. You need to surround yourself with people, not, not the kind of people that know how to unleash hell, but the kind of people that know how to bring down heaven. Surround yourself with people that you can call and say, listen, I need you all to fast. I don't know what to do. I, literally speaking, in, in my circumstance, I'm surrounded by a group of pastors in this church that day unleashed a thread on a text with my pastoral staff and my executive management team. And it wasn't about analytics and administrative, um, all of that. It was one thing, let's fast and pray. My team started fasting and praying. I received the strength. God showed up because people around me started fasting and praying, and we received breakthrough. And I mean it. I received breakthrough in every single circumstance because we prayed together in the name of Jesus. I'm here to tell, I'm going to speak to you prophetically. I'm going to tell you right now this week, you're going to surround yourself with people that are going to pray you through. And I am believing that this will be the week of your breakthrough, the week where you see the victory of God, the provision of God, the promotion of God, the protection of God. I don't know about you. We've seen enough devils show up, enough demons show up, enough darkness show up. How many are ready to see God show up? I am ready to see God show up. How many are desperate to see God show up this week? I dare you to praise like he's going to show up this week and I dare you to worship like he's going to show up. Lift up your hands if you believe with me. Put up the emojis right now. Tell me, I believe God's going to show up this week. He'll show up in your family, your home, your marriage, your health, your finances, your circumstances. God is a God. So he surrounded himself. He surrounded himself with people. When you don't know what to do, surround yourself with people that will fast with you. And here it is. We're about to land this. And the Bible says, that he declared the following, I don't know what to do, but God. Let me remind you, Lord, verse 6, that you are the God of our ancestors. You alone are the God who is in heaven. I don't know what to do, but this I know. You are the ruler over all the kingdoms of the earth. Let me take a side note right here. I want to remind every single person who thinks they have the final word that you don't have the final word. Let me tell you who rules over everything. Let me declare it by faith. Let me tell you who really rules over California. The final voice over California are not the individuals, God bless them with great due deference, who occupy Sacramento and the powers of politics. The number one ruler over California, his name is Jesus. He has the final word over California. The number one person that has authority over America is not the occupant of Pennsylvania Avenue. His name is Jesus. Let me tell you, let me tell you who rules over every single state. Matter of fact, I'm going to say it. Let me tell you who rules over China and Korea and Vietnam and Indonesia. Let me tell you who reigns over Saudi Arabia and Iraq and Iran and Afghanistan and the Philippines and Russia and Africa. Let me tell you who rules over Mexico and Argentina and Spain and Puerto Rico. Let me tell you who reigns. It's not the political leader. It's not governmental authority. Uh -uh. Let me tell you who reigns. The one who reigns is the king of kings and the lord of lords and the host of hosts. He is the one that has the name above every other name. Jesus Christ of Nazareth. He is the ruler of all. If you believe it, praise like you know that he rules over everything. He rules. I'm not saying this. Jehoshaphat, 
He says, I don't know what to do, but I know that you reign over everything. Yes. And then he says this, I don't know what to do, but you are powerful and mighty. Oh, you missed that one. I don't know what to do, but I know that you are powerful and that you are mighty. The God that I serve is not a weak God. My God is not broken. Hashtag that. Tweet that. My God is not broken. No, my God, my God, my God is not broken. My God is not weak. My God doesn't chicken out from a fight. My God, my God is strong. My God is mighty. I said my God is strong. My God is mighty. Look at your circumstance right now and say, my God is strong. My God is mighty. Speak into your children and your children's children and say, my God is strong. My God is mighty. I dare you to look at COVID. Look at COVID-19 right now and say, my God is strong. My God is mighty. Look at depression, anxiety, fear right now and say, my God is strong. My God is mighty. Not my words. Jehoshaphat then says, not only are you powerful and mighty, I don't know what to do, but I know this, that no one can stand against you. What can stand against our God? Who can stand against our God? No one, nothing can stand against our God. Oh, I need you to put a smile on your face right now. Because you're saying, God, I don't know what to do, but you, you are my answer. I am desperate. That prayer of desperation, of vulnerability, of exposing the real you, the broken you, the hurting you, it doesn't dilute your standing in the presence of God. Quite the contrary. When you tell God, I don't know what to do, God says, I got this. I got this. It's no longer about you. It's not your strength, your ability. It's not your acumen, your fortitude, your resilience. It's me. I got this. I got this. But I'm broken, God. God says, no worries. I got this. What I started in you, I will finish in you. I haven't abandoned you nor forsaken you. I will be with you till the ends of the earth. I am for you and not against you. I got this. I don't know what to do. Have you ever made that prayer? Have you ever cried out, I don't know what to do? Jehoshaphat, I know you're strong. I know you're mighty. I know you rule over everything, but I don't know what to do. Please tell me, what do I do next? All of a sudden, this man gets filled with the Holy Spirit. Comes to Jehoshaphat and says, I have a word of the Lord. Ladies and gentlemen, you want to fix this broken world? Be filled with the Holy Spirit. We need more voices filled with the Holy Spirit. If the voices you're listening to are filled of anger and hatred, of animus and violence, don't listen to these voices. Any voice that exacerbates hatred and discord is not of God. But if the voices are full of truth and love and righteousness and peace and demonstrate the fruit of the Spirit, these are voices worth listening to. Oh, yes. And he comes over and says, Jehoshaphat, you just said I don't know what to do. Is that right? Yes, sir. Is that what you said? Yes. Well, I have a word of the Lord. What's the word? He got this. It's no longer your battle. The battle is mine, saith the Lord. 
Jehoshaphat, you don't have to fight this. Now I'm telling you what you need to know. All you need to do is be still and see God show up. He's going to fight this battle for you. I'm here to tell you the battle is not yours. The battle belongs to God. No, you're not hearing me, but you will. That battle, stop tweeting, it's yours. Stop posting, it's yours. Stop DMing, stop texting, it's yours. It's not yours. It belongs to God. I dare you to lift up your hands and say, it belongs to God. Say it like you believe it. Say, it belongs to God. My past belongs to God. My present belongs to God. My future belongs to God. My circumstance belongs to God. What I'm going through and where I'm going to, it all belongs to God. Right now, I surrender it all to God. It all belongs to Him. If you believe that it's His right now, it's not. Stop saying it's your sickness. It's not your. It's His. Stop saying it's your problem. It's not your problem. It's His. Stop saying it's your. It belongs to Him. If you believe from this moment, it's no longer in your hands, but it's in the hands of the one that is strong and mighty of the one that rules over everything open up your mouth and give him the best praise you've given him this week give him all of the glory give him all of the lift up your hands I dare you to shout my family belongs to you my home belongs to you my marriage belongs to you my health belongs to you. My calling belongs to you. My mind belongs to you. My thoughts belong to you. Stand with me. If you're at home, stand with me. I can't see you, but the Holy Spirit can. All I want you to do if you're physically able to demonstrate to God that you're stepping into this word. Just with both hands raised, repeat after me. It all belongs to you. It's all yours. I don't know what to do when you don't know what to do. Look up and acknowledge the fact that he is your covering. When you don't know what to do, rejoice in the God of your salvation. When you don't know what to do, surround yourself with people that will pray and fast with you. When you don't know what to do, acknowledge the fact that God reigns over everything. He is the final authority and he is strong and mighty. When you don't know what to do, hear the word of the Lord, the spirit of God tell you, and remind you, the battle is not yours. The battle belongs to God. You're all standing and you're at home standing. Can I just show you something? The Lord told him this. So you say you didn't know what to do. I got you. Oh, by the way, stand up and take your position. Read it. Second Chronicles 20. Take your position like if you were going to fight even though you're not. Yeah, I'm going to fight for you, but I want the enemies to know that you're not defeated. I want the enemies to know that you know how to take the right position, how to line yourself up. I don't know what you've been through the past couple of weeks, the past couple of months, the past couple of years, but I need you to shake some things off. And I need you to get up right now and show the enemy, oh, God's not done with you yet. I dare you to stand, stand firm. Somebody say stand firm. Even though God fights for you, I want you to take your position. Be in a place where the enemy acknowledges the fact that you're not just anyone. You're a child of God. You are a righteous warrior. You are one committed to the reality. I feel the Lord right now. Stand firm. Get up. Get up, get up. I don't care what hell you've been through. Get up, 
get up right now and show the enemy you're not going to have the final word. You're not going to take away my joy. You're not going to take away my peace. You're not going to take away my freedom. You're not going to take away what Christ died for. Take your place. Take your place. Take your place. Heavenly Father, seal this word. Seal this word in every heart, mind, body, soul, and spirit. Solidify this word via the working of your Holy Spirit in every family, in every circumstance right now. We declare, we declare that in our vulnerability in your presence, you pour out your victory. Thank you that when we confess our weakness, you inject your strength. Thank you. I don't know what to do but God, but God knows. We will follow you. We will follow you. We will follow you. We will listen to your instructions. Today we occupy that space. We take our positions. And the battle is mine, say of the Lord. The battle is mine. Jehoshaphat said, the enemies want to occupy what you already paid for. I declare that no devil, no demon, no power of darkness, no defeat will ever be able to occupy what God already paid for in your life. Whatever's trying to occupy your space, we reject it right now. We come against it by the authority of heaven. In the name of Jesus, nothing will be able to occupy what Christ already died for, resurrected for, what Christ already paid for. It all belongs to God in Jesus' name. Everyone here and everyone streaming right now, repeat after me. Heavenly Father, I confess with my mouth and with my heart that Jesus is Lord, the Savior of my life, that he died on the cross for the forgiveness of my sins and resurrected to give me eternal life, new life, and abundant life. In Jesus' name.